0: Welcome to the Jungle Brothers podcast. It's Joey here, and I want to kick today off with a little apology to you. We're one episode behind. I was planning to release one episode right before Christmas, uh, but actually got hit with COVID, and it wasn't too bad an experience for me. Um it's quite thankful. Had a few days where I, you know, a bit of muscle soreness, uh, pretty bad sore throat. However, it did disrupt me releasing the podcast on that final week of the year when i had planned to and i didn't so that is the episode you guys are going to hear today the run on then into the new year period and holiday period was great Uh, i was always going to take a couple of weeks off on the show i guess i planned to tell you guys that in that last episode and i didn't so i'm telling you retroactively and i hope you can uh, appreciate it in any case we are back it is early january Uh, this episode was a chat between paul dylan and myself on why we're so shit at recovery and it was really posing the question to the guys like why do we all suck at it and we all suck in our own unique ways and i thought that it would be a really cool thing for you to hear us talk about some of the obstacles that we face with our own training recovery it's obviously something that is really important to training we harp on about it all the time and you would expect that three guys who are working full-time in the fitness game would have all of those ducks in a row, but we don't always. So hopefully uh, you get a little bit of, I don't know, good feels out of this about hearing our struggle, but also some good takeaways, because we do go into what we do do well with recovery and how we do optimize it for ourselves. So let's get into it. Happy New Year, and please enjoy this first episode. Good to have you back. We are live. Welcome to the show. I'm Joey. Shh, I'm Gills. How are you guys? Yeah, very good. Very good. All good, Gene? I gotta, I, I gotta, not ask you questions posed to both of you because you guys are sharing a mic. Could result in you guys kissing. Yeah, that hasn't happened since the Christmas party. Oh. <laughs> 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 we didn't actually do a recap of the Christmas party. It's been what's it been? Two or three weeks now since. Two weeks. Yeah, two, two weeks. Two weeks. Give me a little. Uh, give me a little for the folks who are listening who maybe didn't come. Give us a rundown of the, the agenda of the night.
1: Uh, we had kicked off at 3 p.m. down at One Drop, early start. Uh, that was so we could get everyone down. If anyone wanted to bring the kids down, they could come and spend a little bit of time down there. Uh, and we got the slow trickle, people arriving from 3 to 5. Then we went into the speeches and some special announcements at about, I think it was, what, 5.30? 6.30. 6.30? 6:30? Oh, time went quick. Um, yeah, so then we did a speech, a bit of a recap of the year, talk through everything that we'd been through through the year and did some, um, some acknowledgement to some of the members, some of the special peeps out there. It's like a grading day in jujitsu. Everyone shows up
0: cause
2: they're like, I want to get shouted out today.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: But instead of having us AE afterwards, we all drank cocktails and champagne. Oh, five Five in the morning. Paulie, that was,
0: <laughs> I think the first exchange <laughs> you and I had at the, at one drop was you were like man i just stumbled on this awesome combination a glass of champagne in one hand and the beer slushy in the other and you sip the slushy and then drink the champagne and then you got you got it you remember that and then you got me a bottle and then of champagne like and then poured a glass and yes we'll do it. it
2: was a combo and the head brewer nick who i coach i told him about the combo and he was like man that and he's a willy wonka for this shit and he was like Man, I'm gonna try that. That actually sounds like it matches really well. (laughs) And I think listeners probably think a beer slushy because it was the first time I'd had anything like that. It's not really beer slushy. You wouldn't if you drank it. You wouldn't realize. No, it's it was like a dragon fruit slushy. It's like an alcoholic slushy. Alcohol. Yeah, but I thought it'd be like really weird to have something like that. But the alcohol taste is really subdued. It's like a sweet slushy and anyway, it was delish. Yeah,
0: to fuck you up because it's I'm sure it's strong like most of the things there. Yeah. But you don't realise. Yeah, they're
1: deceptively sweet until you're like, oh shit, eight percent, ten percent. Yeah. Fucking end up on the floor the next morning. Why am I so cooked? Making out with your mate. The fuck happened. Bro? <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it was epic party. We had the dress up theme and, and pretty much that was the big visual component. Everyone was out with their costumes. A night at the circus was the theme with the idea that everything had to be uh, borrowed or from an op shop, so there was no items to be bought. Um, and yeah, the circus theme, the costumes were the big, big story, really, like they always are. Um, and yeah, everyone had some outrageous outfits on, hilarious.
0: Fucking awesome outfits,
2: like always.
0: Yeah. I, I was talking to a group of people there, it was the one sales conversation I had that night. <laughs> I think I was on my way back from the bathroom and the guy's like, you Freddie Mercury? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm actually uh, Roy of Siegfried and Roy, but let's have a chat about the outfit. And so I chat, it was two guys and their two <laughs> wives. And um, they're like, who's Siegfried and Roy? And, I started t- and they're like, what are you guys anyway? And I said, we're from a gym. And they're like, man, your people go to town. They're like, everyone looks so good. They're like, I don't know what it is. It must be all your coaches or something. And I was like, no, that's all our members. I'm like, there's like eight coaches here, but the rest of them are members. And they're like, you've got to be kidding me. Dude,
1: that was the common theme across the night. People were like, whoa, what's with all the costumes and like the one drop stuff, just people having a drink. And then when, when I said, oh, we're a gym, they're like, no, you're not. Like <laughs> no one's going to put this much effort in for their gym Christmas party. What do you actually do? And I'm like, well, we're a gym, but we're a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> It was awesome. What, t- what time do you guys wrap up? I did three and Paulie was the uh, last man standing.
2: I wasn't alone. I was here at five. I was basically just babysitting because the after party was here at the gym i was making sure everything was okay you know a couple of issues y- y- no there wasn't really but just that was my excuse as to why i was the last <laughs> man standing um but yeah uh we came back for the after party which was a ripper and we had dan sester on the wheels with connor um playing some music we had the petrol panther petrol <laughs> can't That uh, show flew by. Mate, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's I quick. Was pretty lit. At it's the pretty. Time. Pun- it's pretty punchy, but um the awesome uh, fire entertainer. Oh, yeah. So he's a fire breather, but he also swallows it, swings short swords of fire, does backflips, and tricking. Eminem lyrics as well, which was like pretty Unexpected. fun. Unexpected. Oh, Unexpected. And he had
0: that like dodgy <laughs> little speaker, which <laughs> was so <laughs> funny. It was like <laughs> like, oh, <wow. laughs> like tinny.
1: Yeah. yeah. Kicked off singing "Welcome to the Jungle." That's oh. right. It was oh. per, it was a perfect – it was perfect <laughs> for the night. It's all
0: coming back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was an experience. And, yeah, we uh, – yeah, so we kicked on, got back here, as Paulie said. One drop hooked us up. So we were drinking uh, yes. one drop bevies all night. They really took care of us on the night. That's so our local brewery for anyone that's not familiar. They're just around the corner and they,
0: they do some amazing stuff. They hooked us up some beers. Yes, they did. They kept us all
1: fairly intoxicated for the whole night. So
0: I, I remember – I don't know. Shortly before I left, it was probably about two a.m. I went. I was like chatting with someone, I'm like, "Go on, let's get a beer. We'll get one last beer." And we went to the uh, the ice box, which is we're gonna be talking about the ice box today. And we went to the ice box, and it was like, a, you know, a skerrick of beers like left floating in there. I'm like, oh, what do we got? And I put, and all that was left were like these IPAs that were like ten percent. <laughs> and it was just at that end of the night, I was like, that's fucking disgusting. Get it away from me. Like, it's <laughs> it <was> too strong. <laughs> That was a mad success. I loved it. Well done. Thank you. The first first
1: Christmas party that you guys planned exclusively. Yeah, yeah, and we had some big shoes to fill. Mister Tiore Ward has has renownedly put on some. We obviously with you boys helping, but put on some very big and uh, standouty Christmas parties over the years. Yeah, you did. I mean, you could say he led the charge. Yeah, uh, you know, especially after last year. Holy hell! What what like what a one to try and back up to the point where we decided it's 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 not going to be doable to do something on the same scale. Let's just do something a little bit more intimate.
0: Yeah, last year was truly exceptional.
1: Yeah. That was the the
0: Burning Man event, two to three days camping away like, like in, in the bush. Yeah, for I'm sure people listening have seen it. If you haven't, go to the Instagram, either at Jungle Brothers Movement or the Jungle Alliance, and you'll see some pictures from that. That was, that was a wild event.
1: Yeah, I just think... You know what though, I think that if we tried to do that again after the year that everyone's had, everyone would have just been too cooked. Yeah. We need it was better to concentrate all our energy into one friggin' really special night than trying to recreate something that only happened because of an exceptional year the year before. Mm.
0: Now uh, we so we are opening this chat before because Dills, you you <clears throat> there was a couple of developments in the gym over COVID lockdown. Yep. One of them was uh, you're doing, and you wanted to get an ice bath going, mm. and we've ended up with an ice bath that's embedded in the front deck of the gym. <laughs> it looks fucking spectacular. Um, it's cold, and when we're talking about before jump on the before we jumped on the show, we we're talking about recovery. And then both of you guys were like uh, alluded to the fact that like you don't do a great job of recovery yourself, and I was like, yeah, me neither. Like it's the <laughs> way we. we We owned up to like, it's the one thing where we all kind of tend to fuck up.
1: It's the unattainable.
0: Yeah. And I I guess for anyone that's in a, 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 you know, for anyone that's into their training and pushing the limits and that might be jujitsu, it might be weightlifting, it might be coming and training at our gym, you know, chances are you're probably burning, excuse me, the candle a little bit too much at both ends and you're probably not getting as much recovery as you need. Yep. Fair to say.
1: Yeah, very fair to say, very fair to say. I think especially if you've got like something like a business that you're running as well and then on top of that you're trying to get in your own personal development, yeah, it's going to be tough to try and balance that with getting enough sleep, eating right all the time, doing all the little extra things you need to do to keep yourself feeling good.
0: Um, could we get a – Well, we've done this before with you, but tell – I just haven't done it for a while – Tell me what your guys' training load looks like at the moment. Good for folks listening, like, or how much training are you doing? What's a, what's a week look like?
2: Uh, at the moment, I'm pretty much down to three, two-hour sessions a week. Um, and they're not, like, particularly loaded two hours. It's, it's kind of a slow burner. Um, but that's three times a week. Uh, in the mornings, it's bodyweight training, pretty much. There's a bit of mobility and right now we're doing some skill work just coming into december um but yeah that's what it is seven till nine three times a week yeah Uh, okay in between i might get some stretching done haven't really been able to just because it's been so busy to do you know the striking part or even the the lift that i was doing once a week it's just kind of fell off but that's my that's that's my uh my staple at the moment, and you got the odd like get sport like
0: thing or something, but that's sporadic, like basketball yeah. last night. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Okay, us dude, I'm at the uh, the other end of the spectrum at the spectrum of the moment. I'm um I'm training three to four hours a day, six days a week. Jesus, I'm on that Edo grind. He's on that young Joey grind. <laughs> He's
2: juggling for f- four hours of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, literally <laughs> juggling, not juggling, <laughs> like with
1: juggling balls. 3 to 4
0: hours a day, 6 days a week. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, right, and then you're also coaching in the mornings,
1: doing yeah. PT. Yeah. Trying it, to run this biz. It's pretty intense at the moment, uh, and I I wouldn't it, I I definitely don't think it's sustainable long term, right? I set myself a goal of a year of doing this style of training and look, I think I've gotten heaps out of it, but I've also hit a point and I was having a talk with Paul about this and I've talked to a few other people about it lately where I think it's time to uh to cut it down a bit and just fine tune my training a bit can you so you're doing
0: online programming with Edo portal yep can you trim that like can you trim that back with him or is it like that's what it is you can you can pick
1: the hours so they let you pick between two to six hours a day and then you pick topics but you only have a set amount of topics you can pick based on the amount of hours that you're willing to put in right okay so let's say i'm doing one hour away maybe i can only pick three topics for the week If I'm doing my four hours a day, I've got, I think seven topics. Right. Right. And topics is like for, so people know what I'm talking about. You've got like your strength, you've got locomotion, you've got handstands and equilibrium. So like flexibility, uh, object manipulation, juggling, all those sorts of things.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You know, I I have a, uh, a theory as to why his training program is so demanding. And, uh, I'm going exp- to detail it for you right now. Awesome. I think that he identified that um, his greatest threats in the fitness industry wouldn't be able to build their own businesses if they They're were too busy training, the training all the time. <laughs> so he designed a training program that disallowed them from doing absolutely
1: anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just put it this way. It's lucky that I've already locked down my partner and I'm not looking for a girlfriend because I'd have no freaking chance of meeting anybody <laughs> on top of everything that I'm already doing, right? Dates are not an option with no. a training schedule like that.
2: When you said um, you were thinking oh, it might be time to cut it down, you said a year
1: you'd like to do it. How long has it been already? Are you close to a year? I'm just on the last three months of my year. Oh. So I've done it for nine months. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's look, like I said, I've actually made like substantial growth in most of the areas. So if anyone was thinking of doing it, I would very much recommend it. But just know that you're going to be taking on a big workload and only do it if you can fit it in and make it workable for you yeah right
0: mate fascinating um do you poorly I, I get the impression that you want to dial up with what you're doing coming into next year like at the moment you you're not doing as much as you'd like to be is that kind of the or are you uh, like nah three three you know two-hour sessions is good actually
2: um i'd like to do more yeah i mean you always want to do more don't you i suppose yeah you know because um, I'm not really doing any of the martial arts stuff that I'd like to do. And um, I've already committed. I'm coming back to JITS. So I'll be on the mats tonight for the grading. Oh. And then January, I'll make it a regular thing. It'll just be the one session. We're going to roll tonight. Are we? Well, I guess. I'm yeah. going to be there too. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Call me out. Then I, I have to listen to a black belt. That's know? right. Anyone higher than you? I like, yes. That's right. Uh, yeah, so there's that and the striking. Uh, you know, I have to think about it um this christmas i'm not sure what my plans are for for training next year played this basketball game last night and i was talking to you guys and typical me it's in my head i'm like fuck i'm joining this team (laughs) i need to learn how to smoke these guys (laughs) got these guys running past me i'm like yeah it was a lot of fun so anyway yeah i always want to do more (laughs) i can while i'm young
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes too many options is a curse isn't it I've been doing um, – what have I been doing lately? I've been doing two jiu-jitsu classes a week, which are anywhere from 90 minutes to two and a half hours. If I get a double class, it's two and a half hours, but it's usually 90 minutes lately because it's been pretty busy. Um, two of those, and then I get like two 90-minute strength and mobility sessions with the Bulletproof guys, and then that's kind of it. Sometimes I might get a third kind of strength session – uh, but since getting my black belt, I decided I wanted to do a third jiu jitsu class each week, mm. and I did one at, here at Jungle Brothers this week, which is fucking awesome. I've wanted to for ages, and I think that that I think that that's where my third session will be. I've wanted to get back into the jits program here for a long time. Sick. Yeah, but it's funny. I think back to like when I used to train, you know, follow Ido's program, similar amount that you're doing drills. I don't know if I did. I didn't do that much. It was probably you know uh, it was three to four hours I guess a day, but. Yeah, six days a week. But um, it's fucking changed so much. And that's not even because I had a kid. It's just, you know, I think I just you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't want to spend that much time on my training.
1: Well, also you're, you're more efficient, right? You're, a, and it might hurt me a little bit to say this, but you're a better mover than I am, right? Like you can do the same movements with less effort, right? So you're going to get through a ring session a lot quicker than I am and you won't necessarily have to do the same volume to get the same results. Yeah, so I think that'll play, that. play yeah. a part in it too, right? Like if I'm doing muscle-ups, I'm training a muscle-up by itself. You can train it as part of your ring routine and get your other components in at the same time.
0: It's true. But, you know, that's just, I mean, yeah, I, I, I maybe I do have a bit more, you know, mobility comes a bit easier. I yeah. think that's really what it comes down to, isn't it? Yeah. But um, like with the muscle-up and stuff, it was really more that when I started training with Ito, I already had a muscle-up. So then it was like, oh, well, we move to step two, which yep. is, you know, whatever, shoulder stands and fucking planches and shit. Um, and that's kind of how it is, right? It's kind of where you, wherever you jump in on the timeline, okay, you're just going to do a shitload of that thing to get you to the next step. and Yeah, true. Um, but so it's fascinating that three guys that work in fitness kind of run this gym, uh, struggle with their recovery. Now, let's, for folks, and I guess we're telling people this because this is this would easily be the most significant cause of people not making the, tr- the gains they want in their training. Uh, for, for high achievers, anyway, for people who are training a lot, the number one thing that they probably aren't doing is recovering well enough in order to maximise their returns from the time spent training. And that's kind of the relationship between the two is that you can do a shitload of training, but if your recovery's out of whack, you're not going to get the results that you wanted or at least not get them as fast as you could have. Um, separate faction of people are those that just don't train enough (laughs) and it's like all right we need to do more training (laughs) um but what is that and and i know like we talk like you ran the recovery seminar here this this year Dills. um i'm sure you guys talk to all of your one-to-one clients about it like how's your sleep how's your recovery and it's always like trying to help them like optimize around that area why is it that we struggle to get enough sleep you know get
2: enough downtime in order to maximize this Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's up to the kind of individual and what's going on in their life and what their highest priorities are at the time and what they're chasing. And when I look at the three of us as an example, um, well, definitely for me and you at the moment, I'd say, um, business is a high priority for us. You're like 50, 50, right? You're doing freaking Dylan basically dives into everything and does it a hundred percent. So you're quite similar. Like business is – we're trying to upskill on business big time as well as train, whereas uh, – so it's it comes down to priorities, you know what I mean? So we're trying to squeeze probably too much and we could probably admit it into our weeks because we've got some goals and some really high aspirations that we want to hit in the next few years. So we're kind of in a period where we're chasing that. Yeah. Um. So that's a factor, I'd say. You know, definitely for me that's, that's probably it. Um, I could probably – I could probably do less in the week and, and, you know, there's only so many hours in that week and not lending enough to that recovery portion, whether it's sleep or chill out time, et cetera, just filling those gaps up with, you know, other, other things that are, are also a priority. They're all kind of vying for my top of the priority attention list. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I think it's a good point, but I, I, I think expectations play a big part in it for me as well. Whereas like with my my workload, I've got the expectations of everyone else around me in the business that I've got Mm -hmm. to try and meet as well. With my my workout and my training, I've got a coach that's guiding me and I've got to meet his expectations as well as like the standard that I believe I need to be hitting to be a good coach. But with my recovery, I'm the only one I'm accountable to, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm accountable for this. These other things, I've got other people who are going to, to... keep me up and make sure that I'm hitting my goals with this other one. It's, it's just me. So it takes a bit of a backseat. Uh,
0: that's an interesting way to look at it. Mm. So maybe there's a space there for a recovery coach. Yeah. who like programs. Oh, that would actually be quite cool. Well, I suppose that, you know, and I, I, yeah, both, I totally agree with what both of you said. I, if I think about it, the main thing for my recovery is that I don't sleep enough. And it's always been the case, I've never slept enough. And I just, I don't know what that is. I just, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I just didn't want to go to bed. I wanted to stay up. But then when you get into fitness game and that kind of thing and being productive and whatever, you kind of—you don't want to get up late. Like, it's fair, like go to bed a bit later, but then theoretically you should wake up a bit later. But if you're like, no, 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 i got to get up and, and get cracking with the day, it means you go to bed late and you wake up early and that's where the problem lies, doesn't it? You're kind of chronically undersleeping. Which is what a lot of folks do, a lot of PTs do,
2: because it's early starts in, in the fitness game. Um, that's, that's, my, that's my thing as well, pretty much the sleep thing. And, and when I do feel like um, I'm losing the recovery battle, um, then I will basically just go to that. That's my lowest hanging fruit. And I, I, I know I, I came up, uh gro- grew up where I didn't have bedtimes. And I had a really bad sleep hygiene in my household. It didn't matter where I was sleeping. I'd sleep in the lounge room, bedroom, someone else's bed because we had eight kids. So I've ha- always had really bad sleep hygiene where you'd fall asleep in front of a TV and that sort of thing. And it wasn't until I um, you know, moved in with Tash and for years we'd she'd go to bed and I always tell people that she'd go to bed, switch off the light and like tuck yourself in. You're like, I'm going to bed. I used to think that was the strangest thing for like three years. <laughs> At first, it, like strange. She just decided to go to bed and I'm like, huh, what? I'll just lie here and fall asleep in front of the TV and crawl into the bed later. So I just came up with a bad hygiene <laughs> <laughs> just as a little backstory. But yeah, sleep is the one. And I've, uh, I've found also like uh, since having kids, um, often when they go to bed, that's your only free time that you have. So you tend to like just draw it out a little bit. Like the house is quiet and everyone's asleep. It's like, I'm going to take this 90 minutes, which draws right into the, the bad hours as we know.
0: Yeah, that I've, I'm, I'm experiencing that one a lot. And it's like, and it might seem okay. You're like, oh, I can do 90 minutes and still maybe get to bed by 10.30. What I always fucking forget is that my son gets up at like between six and seven. Yeah, so you're like, well, I got the ninety, but I just robbed myself, and now I got to get up. At, you know, <laughs> maybe I don't have to get up till seven thirty, but he's up at six, mm. and you're like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah, it's it's amazing how just on that specific example, you can be at the beginning of the day, you wake up and you're tired, and you're like, oh my god, I need to focus on my sleep for a few days. Like, yeah. I'm really underslept right now, and you crawl through the day and you get through it, and then you get to the night, and then you finish dinner and then you've washed up and then you're like let's chuck something on netflix
2: <laughs> and you're like
0: for somehow that great motivation that you had to go to bed early just like dissipates as you approach the
2: evening you lose 60 minutes just trying to figure out what to watch though <laughs>
1: Dude, that's why i'm um i've been so deep on youtube lately right because it's like it's 10 minute content Instead of having to like pick a show, yeah, but it's I'm forty like, of them. Nah, but like one <laughs> clip. Oh, suggested <laughs> viewing. No, you find it's better because you. Yeah, because I, I can't like I can't watch, and also because I only get like an hour of TV time a day, if that. It's like okay, well, I'm and just. And it doesn't put, let you have any more than that. No, nah, not allowed. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I'm here five to five most days, right? I get home and I try to be in bed by eight p.m. But then you got to shower, eat dinner all that stuff on top of it. So it doesn't leave me with that, that whole amount of time left. So either we're watching a show together that's an hour long or I'm watching a couple of YouTube videos because that I can stop at any point and just go to bed.
0: Yeah, right. It's, um, can you guys identify with this? I've always found it strange when I meet someone who's like, uh, who, t- who, who openly declares that they just can't function unless they get eight hours. But those people are like, oh, no, I'm in bed by like eight o'clock and I'm not up till like seven in the morning. I just can't function unless I get eight or nine or 10 hours, And I'm always like, what the fuck? Like, how does that like, I think you just being like, my instinct is like, you're just being lazy.
1: <laughs> like, of course you can get by. I do it
0: every day, but it's, but it, yeah, that's almost when you're meeting someone who is incredibly in touch with maybe their recovery yep, and has whether or not it's been constructed, but they have like really good sleep habits. Mm. Uh, I, like when I think about now I'm actually quite jealous of these folks if you're listening I'm jealous
2: yeah I'm I'm always envious and I also suspect that some people are lying Because so I'm like that's not tr- that's not possible is it I'm far too curious doesn't matter how tired I am when I get to the end of the night there's always something that I want to read I'm like you know there's other things that I'm always trying to fit in that I, it's just I need to satisfy that before I go to bed yeah whatever I'm, I'm reading or learning about it's That always gets me. And I wonder, like, how can you go to work, have dinner, have a shower, then just go to bed? I guess, yeah, I don't know. I just There's too many things that interest me, I think.
1: Well, it's funny you say that, right? Because, like, when I was working an office job, no issue, right? Because my work, and maybe this is the case for some people, maybe it's not, my work was 9 to 5 at the office. I'm there until there and I switch off when I leave. I don't have to worry about anything in doing my own business and running like my own business now, right? It's, it's, it's not nine to five. It's okay, maybe I'm just going to answer this one email. Maybe I'm going to do this as well, right? So that definitely has an effect on my sleep as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It's a, there's a parallel there between that and the training thing. And it's like if you, if you are working for somebody else, then your job is just like this one this one thing that you do and it's contained in those hours and you go and it's just your job and you get it done and then you go back to your life Mm -hmm. whereas uh you know and that could be similar to say the person that does like three f45 classes a week and training is training is i go to f45 and that's it and there's no other consideration around it it's contained and it's you know it's simplified versus our training where it's like you want to get better at jiu-jitsu, Thai boxing, try and do some weightlifting, got to get that handstand. Where's your mobility at? Like you're trying to address so many different factors. Um, and it's the same with your work, with your work. It's like, I've got to get better at sales and marketing. Oh man, my leadership skills are dropping off. I need to read a <laughs> book on organizational prowess. You know, like it's just this constant drive. And I think that's, I mean, I know for you, you know, there's a lot of curiosity there. Like, how can I get better at managing a team? And like, a lot of that curiosity and development goes back to you wanting to be a better performer at work. Does so it true? Not?
2: I was just thinking we should do the thing where you go into your YouTube history and then let's like read out the top three, the last three videos.
0: Okay, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. like, mm, what did I watch last I night? I cleared my history Oops. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wink,
2: wink. <laughs> That's good because we were doing that thing where you'd and, and it's it's tough with the, with the Insta search. Uh, in the office with Marco, or at, at any one time, you'd ask someone, show us your phone, show your, us your Insta history, your, your Insta search. And you know how your it Insta has – Insta search? When you go to search on Insta, it has a grid that's constantly scrolling down, but you can see above the fold that there's like 15 squares. Yep. Um, and it was just to have a laugh at what is what those suggestions are. Because it's, it's reflective of what you've been looking at. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the, I don't know, if you're a male, there's always girls in there. Oh, absolutely. Because you're in fitness and it doesn't matter whether you are or aren't looking at them. There is there's someone in there um all the time and it's just a laugh. <laughs> Check your friends out next time, listeners. <laughs>
0: absolutely. It's so good. Tell me, um, so sleep is obviously a thing, and it's a I mean, I guess people listening can can kind of pick up that it's a constant like work in progress. It it, it is for me. I'm I'm always trying to get better at it and every time i'm writing in my journal i'm talking about oh yeah this week i'm gonna like do better at sleeping and i'm always looking for little solutions and hacks and whatever uh that was largely what drew me to get the a whoop a whoop band which you know for anyone who's not familiar it's like a wearable that tracks a bunch of health data just like a fitbit does or you know an aura ring or any of those things you boys also both had a whoop paul and i spoke about it on the show once I now no longer wear it and I see that you two guys are no longer wearing it either. The whoop for me was really about getting more sleep. Um, what
1: drew you guys to it? Yeah, recovery as well. Same shit. It's, it was recovery and it was in a sense overtraining because I was upping my training load. Uh, and look, to be honest, it, it did pay off. Uh, I, I found that I was sleeping better when I had it because I like to gamify things and having a record made me be like, okay, now you've got to put it in more work let's get to bed at this time let's do this um whereas now when i'm just going by feel i can sort of lie to myself right yeah. It's exactly like you said i'll get to the next day i'll have good intentions the morning of but when i'm wide awake that night i'm like hey you'll be fine yeah and i don't have that whoop to keep me accountable to say like oh you're in the red today and that's because you didn't sleep enough so same sort of so same sort of draw cards for me
0: same for you Polly.
2: yeah yeah all the same the sleep thing uh it was getting away from me at that time and you had your whoop and i thought well i'm going to use this tool and um you know embrace technologies just to give me some good feedback um so it was telling me what i already knew Mm -hmm. right um but it also told me a little bit more that i didn't about you know the types of sleep that i was getting and then i just use that feedback you still have to go away and make the adjustments yourself yeah um, but at least when I was making those adjustments, because I couldn't figure it out at the time, why did I still – I've slept this many hours, but I woke up and I didn't feel rested. So it was like I needed some sort of feedback so that I could keep, like, changing something and, and you know, seeing what was working and what wasn't. But, yeah, the whole idea was not to have it forever. It was to try to educate myself, bring the awareness to it, and then eventually kind of leave it. And um, sleep's not perfect still, but I, I've kind of got some – little bit little rules that helped me just kind of slip back to what it was doing at the time mm. for what, me, what were those rules care to share oh, in bed by nine thirty with, with the kid thing um, like you said, regardless of whether I've got a late start or an early start at the gym, kids wake up at the same time. yeah so for me it doesn't matter about rising time because that's set in my life. Yes, it's just about going to bed early um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. In order for me to get to bed early, that just because that organizes the rest of my life. Yeah, pretty much. You nail that one thing. Yeah, which is why if my recovery is bad, um, I just do the sleep thing and everything else goes well. Because you just you know you have to get all your work done at a certain time. You start getting more productive. You start cutting away shit, um, and everything uh, gets a little better. You know, you have to prepare your food a little bit more you know the night before or on the weekend just kind of trickles down from there for me that's the first takeaway for the episode guys in bed by
0: 9:30 and less squid game <laughs> 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 oh it's so funny it's a good point man actually on that i find weekends lately of where i've been getting really stitched up because cuz same thing i still somewhere in my mind i'm like i can sleep a little bit later on the weekend i keep forgetting that this almost one-year-old creature is like, I'm getting up between six and seven. And if I've stayed up till 11.30 the night before, which is like, you know, whatever, 90 minutes now, I'm like, motherfucker's up again. How did I blow that? And then you come out you come out of the weekend and you're more tired than when you went into it.
2: The worst one is when you, you decide, and even if you're aware of it, even if you are aware of it, and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to stay up a little later. And then the little guy's like, mm, he doesn't know I've got this fucking... Just caught up my sleeve. I'm going to get up at 4.30 today. Yeah. <laughs> Double fucking. Because as I have, it always seems to be that one night, you consciously blow it out a little, that they have the worst night's sleep ever. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Thanks. The best.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, such a good call. Sounds like I've got a lot to look forward to.
0: Mate, all of it. But so... um. So the whoop, yeah, I, I you know, I'm this, I mean, if I look back to when I wore it, I think, yeah, my sleep was actually better. But then I think, well, what am I not doing now that, that I was doing when I had it? And it's really just about getting, getting to bed on time, yep. that one piece. Non-negotiables. I didn't really give a shit about any of the other features that it had, to be honest. It has all this other information. You know, sometimes you browse it
1: and you're like, oh, that's fascinating. But really, you know. I really liked the fact that, that like, the colour coding with like, okay, you're good to go. You're in optimal, you're um, you're in mid-range. You should maybe give it like a little bit of easier work today or like you're fucked, you're in the red, cool yes. down. Not that I ever paid attention to it, but I really liked the fact that I had the information there and available to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really found it was like a, I don't know, I like to look at it after jujitsu and see how hectic the session was. Yeah, that's another and good one. But it was like, I wasn't using that data to, the d- to then guide, maybe I should take it a bit easier. All I wanted was the satisfaction of
1: knowing I went super hard tonight. It made me feel bad about all my strength training. Because it doesn't yeah, show up. Yeah, because you like, does it's does like, it? oh, yeah, you did a brisk walk. Yeah. And I'm like, fire out. I feel like I'm going to die. Like, I did a thousand muscle ups. <laughs>
2: <laughs> at that time was when I was doing jujitsu here at lunchtime. So I was looking at it um, and going, okay, heart rate is at this average for the last hour. And then I'd come down and do backflips for 40 minutes, and my heart rate was higher. On the backflips. Yeah. Yeah. And man, the spike is just crazy.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting fact, right? So my, my strength sessions were less intense than my juggling sessions. <laughs> it would register. It would freaking register me doing juggling. But then I would be like, and I'd be like, I'm fine. I feel nothing. And then I'm freaking going and doing this hefty strength session where I feel like I'm about to pass out. And it's like, didn't even register.
0: There's, a, I mean, there's, there's surely that's got to be a huge downfall in
1: yep. how it's able to track your activity. Recovery and whatnot
0: yeah because yeah for to to clarify why that happens it's because it can only track in the moment of you doing the exercise your cardiovascular output so if your heart rate isn't elevated and generally when you're strength training because you're taking long rest periods and stuff your heart rate's not that elevated um it's more mechanical force you know muscular force that's being produced the whoop thinks you're not doing much but you're actually doing a shitload and it's having a taxing effect on your nervous system, but it's hard
2: for the whoop to pick that up. Yeah. We should do public speaking classes here at the gym with little cardio trackers. <laughs> just pop everyone. Oh, just so you can yeah. see. Yeah. Where yeah. you get
0: the TV and everyone's linked up to it. Like, Yeah, that's those, right. Those yeah, have one of those ones yeah. across your chest. Oh, he's shitting himself right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can see it. Look, it's yeah. breaking. He's breaking. Yeah. That's so <laughs> cool. His eyeball's about to pop. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me, uh, let's go to the ice bath piece. So yep. um, this was, you know, obviously a, me- um, a recovery measure, but talk to me like what the desire, like why the drive to
1: get it yep. and how you've been using it. So I fell into a little bit of the Wim Hof hole over the um, over the lockdown. I got into, read his book on the the Iceman method and uh, I really enjoyed it. I started taking some cold showers, which I'd messed around with a little bit before. I'd actually done Wim Hof, with Joey and his friends in Bali at a retreat. And I really enjoyed that as well, but I wanted to to learn a little bit more about it myself. So during the lockdown, I started practicing cold water exposure with ocean uh, and getting it that way. And I'm like, man, this is having some real good payoff for me. I'm getting some better sleeps. I'm feeling good. I'd love to introduce this as a concept to to my people, to my tribe. Um, So I came to Paulie with the idea and I'm like, Hey, can we do this? And, then I told him we can also put beer in it for the Christmas party and he said, yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs>
1: that's mad. Yeah. Um, and so what's the,
0: you know, most people would have heard of Wim Hof, but what is the basic idea behind it being good for you?
1: Okay, so there, look, there's a bunch of stuff that's debatable and a bunch of stuff that's proven as well. So it depends on what you want to believe. Um, and how much research you put into it yourself? I want to believe. I want to believe, but yeah, it's got it's like proven. It it, it has a really good effect on muscle soreness. is one of the best ones. So for recovery, because it helps with inflammation. Uh, it, what what scientifically has been proven is that it restricts the blood flow to inflamed muscles, which helps them deal with inflammation. Um, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so if you're doing heavy sessions or if you're Performing at, at an elite level, and you're doing big sessions every day. If you do have an ice bath afterwards, it is going to prep you to be better prepared to perform again the next day. Uh, it also helps with your fight or flight, right? So if you're getting cold exposure to water, water, your body's going to go into shock, and you're learning how to deal with that shock, which can help you have a better understanding of your body when you're in a situation that you haven't put yourself in. Uh, it. It's said that it can help with weight loss. I'm not 100% sold on that one. It does ha- like it has been proven to some extent, but it hasn't had enough research in it for me to be like, yeah, it definitely does this. Uh, and it also is said to help with anxiety and depression, which I actually have found a little bit of as well myself. Really? Yeah.
0: yeah. A- any idea what that link is?
1: For me, it's probably more around the whole method with the Wim Hof stuff. It's the breathing and then the ice exposure because I find that the breathing for me is a little bit of a hack to get into a meditative state, right? Whereas if I'm maybe doing a meditation or something like that, it might take me a a fair amount of time to, to get into that meditative state. With the breath, it sort of fast tracks me there. And then when I go into the cold water exposure as well and have that, my body gets all these endorphins pumping into it, gets into this fight or flight, and I'm learning to deal with it. Any other stress I go through that day just doesn't seem to have... As big of an effect on me.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it kind of chills you out.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like if I can do this, and like some days I really don't want to do it, everything else will be pretty easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I um, yeah, I think all those
0: benefits are pretty. You know, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it's touted to do, but I think it, you know, at the very base level, it's like it helps you recover better. Yeah. Um, it definitely like lifts your mental state. Oh yeah. Because you're like, I don't know go through this thing it's a pretty kind of stressful sort of experience but you know stress is not always a bad thing you come out of it and you kind of I don't know there's like a, a you know, I survive
1: sort of vibe especially if you're doing it with a group of people right because the energy that goes through the group and the sort of like effect you get from being in this situation with another person even if it's just one other person you come out of it and you're like all happy and you really appreciate the other person for doing it with you it's got a real good effect to it
0: yeah, Paulie, tell me about your experience with the ice bath. You ran from it. You ducked it for so <coughs>
2: many years. I didn't actually. You fucking ducked it. Could you go back into the records. Hard. Um, I hadn't done it, and I didn't like the idea of doing it. Ducked it was it. the cold shower. Was mainly in the morning, um, that I was ducking. Um, I did go in the bath, but I haven't been Animal in bikes. it. Yeah, a couple times. Um, and but it wasn't the coldest. I haven't done the two degrees. Negative two. Negative two. Sorry. Negative I, two. I did. I did like zero. Yeah. And then the before that was five. Yeah. So like yeah, four minutes of five or whatever it was. And then can you tell the difference
0: between like zero and negative two?
2: I could tell a huge difference between right. the, the five and zero because I did kind of over four minutes and got out with a head duck for that first one. And the second time I went in. I lasted about 45 seconds. Oh, wow. And my hands were stinging a bit. And uh, what happened? I, uh, yeah. I, did I do the breathing before that? Yeah, something was okay. different in the prep. And anyway, I just...
1: Because you didn't have it. Joe Taylor with you the second time.
2: I was on my own. Yeah, the first time, yeah, it was good because I had... I was literally just looking at her face and that was kind of calming me down. She was super fucking chill. Jesus in for like eight minutes that first time. Oh wow! And um, but yeah, um, I did a couple of times. Yeah, I did enjoy it a lot, and I felt great afterwards. You know, I wasn't really debating that that wouldn't happen. It was it was great, like going for a really cold swim. It's kind of like, um, and I don't I don't do it regularly, um, but it's like it's kind of like I think it was like a workout that you do. It's stress to the body, and and you said as a group, it's really cool working out together. What's really cool going for a like hill sprints together. It's just like a bit of stress that's kind of can be done. It's easier because it's less mechanical, um, on the joints, but it's like something that you can go through, but it's also primal because of that, that, that kind of, um, that aspect of nature that is cold exposure. Yep. So it's different as well, but it's, it's very similar to like training in a little mm-hmm. concentrated way. You prep for it and then you go through it all together. And you're like, fuck, we finished that workout. And, um, That collective feel when you're doing it together is really cool. But, yeah, God, it elevates you like going for a cold water swim first thing in the morning. You're just like buzzing. And I love the immersive aspect of it because you get um, just, you know, cold water swim like every cell in your body. When you, you know, let more so than a shower – because yeah. a shower doesn't sit around your, all of the surfaces of your body. It's just like, boom, and you're just fucking electrified, right? Yeah. When you come
1: out and you're, you're shaking or swinging your limbs, you're just like, ah, feel good. And you look shredded. You do. Yeah. <laughs> it makes your skin all nice and tight. Feels <laughs> <Yeah. Jill's> like, <laughs> that's when we do the photo shoot. Yeah, exactly. If you've ever seen <laughs> the gym's Insta, me and Ty coming out of it, bright red, but looking... Aesthetic as fuck. Give yourself rap, Did I tell you guys
0: about the time I met Wim Hof at Clavelli Beach? No. I went down there. It was the um. It was coincidentally enough. It was on a Saturday, and that afternoon I was coming down to our to our old gym to do the first workshop with Josh and Casey. Coyleba. Oh, dude!
1: What a coincidence.
0: Yeah, so I was going to be having an ice bath and doing the Wim Hof method that afternoon. And um, I I went down to Clavelli in the morning. Uh, I think I was on, on my way to work, and I I jumped in the water, and I was swimming along. Clavelli is kind of like a like a like a beach here in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. But um, it's got like this kind of little inlet that's like got concrete walls and a concrete sort of, you know, platform sort of thing. So yeah, it's it's kind of man made. But I'm swimming in there, and I when, when I before I jumped in, I saw a guy in the water. You know, you can just kind of see people's head bobbing up and down from the water, and I was like. Man, that guy looks like Wim Hof. Anyway, I jumped in and that guy and the couple guys he was with had gotten out and they were standing up on the concrete. And I looked up and I'm like, holy shit, it, it is Wim Hof, I'm sure of it. And uh, he was just there with a couple of dudes, you know, and they just had a dip. So I did my thing, had a little swim. And then I got out and I got out kind of near them because I wanted to suss him out. And I walked past and I kind of caught his eye and he, he kind of caught, you know, he looked back and he smiled and I was like, Wim? And, he was, and it's like, I don't know, it must have been about 7 in the morning. So it's pretty quiet. It's kind of early. It, was, it, it wasn't it. was summer. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was autumn or, or winter. So it was sort of a bit dark and it's a bit sort of churchy down there. Like everyone's just kind of doing their swimming. No one's really talking. And I was like, Wim? And he was like, yeah, man, hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> and like, And like fully lit up. And I was like, holy shit. And then he was like, hey, what's going on, man? And I was like, oh, man, you wouldn't believe it. Like I'm actually going to – learn your method this afternoon from a couple people that studied your course and we're doing ice bars and he was like oh man that's great that's great and he just went into this thing he's like we're going to cure cancer and like just like started like riffing on the benefits of ice and i was like man this guy's passionate yeah he definitely
1: believes it fucking
0: hey he believes it and he hit me like a fucking freight train and i was just like okay cool and i didn't want to like take up too much of his time and you know whatever so anyway, you know, I said, I said, mate, lovely to meet you. And, um, you know, I think we had a hug and then, uh, and then I, uh, you know, I went off and I was just kind of sitting by myself, chilling out for a bit. And then at a point I, uh, I started doing some handstands and, uh, again, it had gotten kind of churchy and the energy had settled in the area and I'm doing my handstands and then Wim starts yelling at, Harry man, that's great. Beautiful handstand, man. Like pointing at me kind of like, <laughs> like putting it an and everyone's like, what the fuck's going on over here? <laughs> he was just like a bull in a china shop
1: that's so good yeah absolutely love the guy like you know that's heaps cool like because you know you you see these people but you don't know what they're really like yeah that's real cool he's a special dude
2: sounded like he was it was like meeting ice man was like diving into a ice bath (laughs) exactly yeah every cell of your body's (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny but no it was cool i um
0: yeah i i appreciate it i like the ice bath piece yeah I guess I've had a, a few exposures to it, so I don't. So with this one here, I'm, I've not been like super motivated to do it a bunch because it's not new to me. Yeah. But with that time I jumped in when you when you took me through it, I really liked it and keen to do it again.
1: Hell yeah! I um I'm a big fan of the cold showers. Yeah, I think like oh, so. One thing I wanted to make clear because we saw that we mentioned that at the moment ours is set to negative two. You don't need to. To take it that cold, if you're getting into it, you actually can go into up to 15 degree all the way down to as cold as you want and still get all the positive effects. We've just got it down to that level at the moment more for mental fortitude than the physical at the moment anyway. Yeah, right. Is there a limit to what you can jump into? I guess if it's a block of ice, you can't really get into it. But apart from that, it's right? True. Anything else you can. Yeah, it's just how long you can deal with it. I said, like I've said, once you get to like, it's there's a point where the body can't tell the difference. It's just how long can you deal with it before the body goes into shock or hypothermia and if it's like two or three minutes exposure, you, you're pretty okay.
0: I watched a mate of mine on Instagram the other day. I think his name's Jonas. He's a guy I met at the first movement camp. Um, he was very much into the movement stuff. Um, he, I, I think he's from Sweden and he was out on a frozen lake and uh, he has like, they got like a little deck or like a little um, wharf, I suppose, and then like little ladders that go off the edge of it and he's hanging off the edge of the ladder and, he's, and he, he jumps up and down on the ice just to check that it's solid, like it's it's frozen solid in the lake and then he takes a like a, uh, I don't know, like a reciprocal. saw yeah. and he cuts out this circle and then he pulls, he uses a tool, picks up the piece of ice and it's like that, that thick. thick. Yeah, pulls it out, shifts it to the side and then strips off and just lowers himself into it. I'm like, man, that's so fucking ballsy. That like, would be terrifying. Yeah, like that for me, that's so scary because you're thinking about what's beneath yeah. like, that layer of ice. And just fuck if something happened to you and you got, you know, I don't know, you passed out or some shit,
1: like it's over. Yeah, especially if he's doing it by himself, right? And there's no one else there. And he just maybe even he just goes under and then he can't find the hole again. And it's yeah, done. terrifying, right? That's like
2: a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like a nightmare. But uh, surely he he worked up to that, I suppose. Hey.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he grew up there. You know, it's in his thing, and, and he's probably been doing it since he was a kid.
1: If you read Wim, that's pretty much how he started. Ice Lake, same thing. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, right.
0: So, you were doing the,
1: the ice bars here. You are running them a couple of times a week. Yep. Is that still going on? Once a week now. Right. We find – well, I found that – I was getting okay numbers during the week, but if I condense it to one day, we get a bigger group on that day uh, and people get more enjoyment out of it, doing it with a few people as well. And I'll jump in with the uh, with whoever's the odd number on the day if there is one or do a solo by myself at the end of it. People
0: still being as motivated or are most people giving
1: it a try now? and The diehards are the diehards. Uh, and then you get a couple floaters every couple of weeks or so. Like people come and try it, do a week or two, don't come for a little while, come back. But there's a few people who were there every Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Who uh, they? Emma, Brooke, Camillo, Nando. But he's lost the consistency a little bit recently. Sammy, me, Jono. I think is going to be one now that he's he's done it once. He's Andrews. Yeah. Good he's, man. He's right into it now. But yeah, that's that's those are probably the regular regulars. That's a good crew. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to keep it at minus two. No, no. I'll probably make it a little bit warmer and then get a few people coming in and then bring it back down again and we just play with it, see what people can handle. I might do cycles, right, like we do with our programming. Maybe I'll keep it at like five degrees for three weeks and then bring it a little bit lower and a little bit lower and just as people get into it, they can sort of build up a a resistance to it.
0: Tell me on the recovery piece, is there anything else that you guys do kind of regularly or semi-regularly, you know, with that in mind that you're trying to kind of get the best out of your –
1: Training returns? Uh, I'll review my diet every now and again as well. If I, like, cause I, like as an example, uh, the last couple of weeks I found that I was under eating without realizing it. If I'm training in high volumes, it, it tends to be the case. I won't adjust my diet when I start a new phase of exercise to start. And then I'll be like, okay, why am I feeling off in this session? And if, like, if my, my sleep's in check, everything else is in check, that tends to be maybe the the next factor there. Am I eating enough? Am I getting carbs? Am I getting a good source of protein? I've got enough fat in my diet, all those sorts of things.
0: And so is that a, like you have a list of questions you ask yourself or like how do you do it's more
1: like a. It's more like a, a, a feel now. Like it, back in the day, I, I like I've done tracking and I've done like, okay, I'll ask myself questions. But now it's more like if I find that a session isn't as successful, I'll take mental note of what the aspects of that could have been uh, the first for me is is usually sleep. I'm like, am I fatigued? Have I slept enough? Then it's it's hydration and and food, and then after that, usually it's like, well, what mental state am I in at the moment? Is my mindset having an effect on it?
0: Right, that's quite a good thing to do. Yeah, I should probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've spoken about it before. I tend to go through cycles with my nutrition, mm. and that's usually cycles of being super aware of what I'm doing and being very intentional, and then cycles of not really giving a shit and being less intentional until I get sick of that and decide i got to
1: get intentional again. And and it kind
0: of works. But I do think that having some kind of process like that to check in
1: is beneficial. Yeah, it's pretty much the same for me. It's just that I I do it more subconsciously now, right? Like if something's feeling off, that's the sort of things I run through. Yeah.
2: Paulie, what about you? Yeah, same thing. Um, Funny you mentioned that because, yeah, mine's the same. My food... um, is fairly consistent um because i have my mother-in-law who does most of the cooking in the house i do the least amount of cooking in the house if at all um so the food there is is pretty good all the time but i what i have found is it's just my macro spread and it's all intuitive for me it's like uh, i have to just be aware in this last phase of training um also the under eating was a thing and this is intuitively um it was basically protein, because we don't I don't get enough of it if I don't look for it or, you know, buy it to put it into the fridge and stuff and, and have it in the cooking cycles. Or supplement where necessary. But um I'll have just minor adjustments. But the food is pretty consistent overall. Um for that. But I, I was I was getting that feeling where I wasn't eating enough basically. Um I was kind of doing a really hard phase the last one. For me, it was really difficult um and there was a couple of weeks in the middle there where i i struggled i was just grinding through the session um and it was just a a realization of what i'd eaten in the last 24 to 48 hours and and then i kind of looked at the next week and i was like okay shit, i'm actually not eating enough of the base macros right now um because often you're just like whatever You're, you're trying to not eat too much aren't you um often it's like well actually this is fucking intensity was or how hard this phase is for me is actually really hard yeah so it was like recognize that and fuel for it i i got it i personally that
0: it doesn't work like that for me where it's like i trying to eat less mm. like i'm i'm usually like yeah i should be eating more than my appetite naturally tells me to mm.
2: yeah right just yeah. to just to you know yeah make, yeah
0: yeah you because know, i because i but i do think for a lot of folks probably what you're saying is more is more common yeah. Or it's like you're trying to just limit your intake a little bit.
2: Yeah. 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 I had a bit of a thing where I'd, I'd come home uh, late because a few nights late at the gym. Um, and because I come home late, I don't want to eat because I just don't, I lose my appetite by that time of the night because I'm going to go to bed in 45 minutes. And so I was like barely eating at that time because I wasn't hungry. Yeah um and that's that was where it kind of stitched me up You're
0: kind of losing a meal each day
2: yeah well i was losing like yeah 500 calories or something a day maybe yeah. so um yeah so the solution there was that i had more food and i ate heavier in the afternoon so i didn't have to do that later but yeah that was just kind of what happened there that's what i i thought had happened where i was losing some weekly calories
0: smart mm. yeah i've always grappled with that doing jiu-jitsu where it's like i don't i don't want to have dinner when i go home it's so late but I'm also like in the afternoon I don't feel like having a meal. Like I do lunch and I don't mind doing a snack after that but I don't want to do another meal like in anticipation of then going to jiu-jitsu.
2: Yeah, the problem with the eating late for me was that the WHOOP was telling me I it wasn't pairing up with my sleep quality.
0: Right, it's fucking you up. Yeah,
2: so um, I, th- I figured all that out before with the WHOOP and that's the realisation. I also have to live with that because it's – that is also the hours in my modern life, so um, knowing it helps. Though you can't always eat in the afternoon before you coach classes at five fifteen because you just don't feel like eating. It's too close to yeah. To, but sometimes you can you can sort it out. But it, just being aware of it helps.
0: Man, I remember when I used to um, when I used to do the online training with Edo, and I would coach evenings and and mornings. But I remember like I'd be coaching evenings, and I would like. Train twice a day, you know, what you're saying, like 90 minutes, maybe two hours per session. And then, um, would I have breakfast? I guess I would have breakfast and then I would have lunch and lunch would be whatever. And then I wouldn't eat anything else for the whole day. So I'd kind of have two meals and then maybe have a protein shake after my second training session yeah. and then uh, like a dinner when I got home. And I was grossly under eating for, I don't know, like a year or two. I was super shredded. Yeah. But like, I look back, I'm
1: like, man, I was like struggling. I reckon that most people who that do that style of training and especially if you're a coach as well, are, right? Because a lot of the time I'll even have the intention to eat breakfast but my training session will go a bit longer and then I'm coaching the next class and then I finish <laughs> coaching and it's, it's like, oh, well, shit, it's 12, okay. Go do lunch. Time to eat lunch. And it's then you wild, eat lunch. You're it? not going to eat lunch with breakfast because it's too much food to eat in one session.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a real stitch up that. I think the thing there, like you were saying, like, um like say leading into the evening when you know you got to coach that night um it crushes your appetite because your body's getting prepared for the big performance which is running fucking three groups of people through three awesome training sessions like you're like this is you know and there's the uh, the stress hormones that come with that the rising cortisol and whatever which is just you getting ready for activity and that suppresses appetite
1: not to mention usually you don't Mm want to feel heavy as well right like i don't like to eat too often pre-session at least my first morning session i'll like to eat after i've trained because i don't want to feel like bloated or a little bit off because i'm digesting food at the same time that i'm trying to start moving
0: yeah it's not ideal but I, my my counter to that would be if you were like chilling and relaxed and like well oh, i'm actually kind of hungry i would rather eat and yeah. then be in the session with a full belly yeah because i will be satisfied but if i'm in that state where i'm like getting ready to do some shit and I'm trying to force food down, then it sits in my gut and I'm like, man, I'm not digesting this food well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a bunch of things. Yep. And that's, I mean, I know for jujitsu people, that's a, huge, uh, that's a huge issue with training in the evening as well because when you finish the session, you're super adrenalized and you don't have an appetite. And so then it's like, well, you can't eat properly and then you got to go to bed and then you're up in the morning and again, you're skipping meals. And yep. yeah, it's a real tricky one. I guess, you know, for anyone that's kind of not familiar with it, that's this nervous system fight or flight versus parasympathetic, like rest and digest state. And when you're in that fight or flight, it's just you you don't want to eat. It's the furthest thing from your mind. Gents, good talk.
1: Very good talk. Any closing
0: points on the recovery piece?
1: Um, I think that it's important to realize that you can know all the rules around recovery because, I mean, I like to think that we know a fair amount of it but it, it's, it's still important to review what's going on in your life every now and again. Right. And you need to, uh, to make exceptions where you can, but always try and come back to a baseline. I like that. It's a good takeaway. Paulo. Um, oh, I was just something that we didn't really
2: touch on, but I was thinking the whole time was, uh, stress on the body can come in many different forms and the body often doesn't know from what I hear, what that stress is. Um, so if you're under recovered, besides the sleep thing and the better food thing, fucking chill out more type of thing is what I'm kind of trying to do. When I'm not training, I need to just try and chill out more and basically be like Marco more. A little bit, like a bit more of a house cat. And that's what I try to do. So I don't try to like overload myself with other stuff like when I'm with the kids and stuff. I'm just trying to chill. So, you know, just thought that I'd add that one on is just chill out and do relaxing activities more. If you're training hard in the in-between times.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good, that's a really good one. That's something um, I think I've come to realize this year too. I used to do a lot of like things on the weekends, like go rock climbing, go on hikes and all that sort of stuff. But it's definitely more of like, all right, I'm just going to play video games today or I'm just going to watch TV on the weekends. It makes a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could... Yeah, if you were, if you were working through the week and having a pretty sedentary week then an active weekend's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It? But now you've got a hectic week, you want that time to chill.
1: Yep. Movies.
0: movies. I remember a classic recovery tip from a young Paul Fodafili. When we're in the film industry, Paul's like, I'm like, oh, I usually like go to bed and at this time. where Paul's like, no, I don't. I usually watch put movies on, but like, um, I believe that like when you're watching movies It's kind of like just as good as sleeping anyway <laughs> So it counts towards sleep hours And I was like holy shit does it He's like yeah I think so <laughs> you remember that?
2: Vaguely, but yeah, it's probably well, something I said. Think <laughs> back to it.
0: That was when we were in uh, Auckland working on the line, Witch.
2: Yeah, right. And you were like, you
0: had, you know, like you yep. had movies on your computer. And like, I don't oh, think I had a computer I'd, at the time. I still had the
2: terrible sleep hygiene back then. Yeah. It was probably like one eye open on my back with it playing on my laptop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I look
0: back at that. We were just underslept that whole period of our lives. Film industry, you just, because you're working so, like, just at least now we're in the health industry where this, the information is kind of being exchanged more often. No one's talking about getting enough sleep in the film industry.
2: Nah, it's terrible. It's terrible.
0: Duck. Glad we made that change. <laughs> um, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Yep. It Thank was good. You. Yeah, good chat. Good chat. Oh, uh, where can people find you? Go on, give yourselves a plug.
1: We are online at junglebrothers.com or you can hit us on IG at junglebrothersmovement.com nice yes give us a follow come down for an ice bath even if you're not a member with us if you want to come and try it on a sad day we do it every sad day at 9 a.m happy for you to come and tr- do a trial class and then come train with us afterwards
0: that's an irresistible combo right there yeah i like it um what's your personal accounts where can people find that at
1: the butcher shop at instagram as well cool
2: at
0: at jb Pauly. you know what
1: it is people know it awesome <laughs>
0: Awesome guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, please share it with a friend if you did, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Joey. Thank you out.